0: Odyssey Sports Radio Network.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome inside Studio Thirty Four. This is Doc Jock. He's Doctor Mitchell Roslin. I am Greg Sussman. Doc, Game Five tonight between the Raptors and the Warriors. Is it over?
0: If you're a Toronto fan, you hope really it is. Absolutely, I, you know it, it's. You know, I, I guess Durant's going to go. And one of the things that we've talked about um, is that this injury looked really, really unusual for me from the start, in, in the fact that he pulled up like somebody who kind of got shot, mm-hmm. and it was always very, very low. And you know, the calf connects to the Achilles tendon. Obviously, he doesn't have a torn Achilles tendon. But this was a very, very low, low strain down on the tendon level. Um, Now, he's going to go, and I think he has to go. Um, And, you know, I guess the theme that we're seeing a lot in sports is you always have what's called reversion to the mean, which is if you do things long enough, things ordinarily just sort themselves out. And what we're seeing is all of us get captivated by what we see and how great the Warriors are playing without Kevin Durant, but then you kind of have to take a step back (laughs) and kind of have common sense, which sometimes we're all lacking, including myself, and realize that this is arguably the best basketball player in the world. There's not a team, whether it's in Rutger Park or in the NBA, that's going to be better without Kevin Durant. And, you know, we're seeing everybody kind of revert to to that mean, and they desperately need them. We're seeing that in the Yankees coming back to earth, you know, Geo Yersola is not going to win the Triple Crown, much to the chagrin of many New Yorkers. And, you know, when you're missing Judge, you're missing Stanton, you, you know, these guys can do it for a certain amount of time, but they're going to revert to the mean as well. And we're seeing that, you know, without Durant, Golden State kind of reverting. You know, I thought that Portland would test their depth. I was dead wrong. But I thought that we would see that there's a reason why Cook and McKinney don't play big minutes and that Portland would have 10 people to make them play win minutes and that would be much more of a series than it was. Now I think we're seeing the net effect of Toronto being able to do that. And yes, they have some of the greatest players in the world, but there's a reason why their second string is the second string.
1: Yeah. You know, the bench for Golden State, we talked about this last week, it's relatively lacking because of the money they had to pay to their stars. And Clay, and Draymond and Durant and Curry and DeMarcus Cousins and Andre Iguodala. There's those six guys. And everybody else, you're looking at minimum guys. When you're touting Jonas Jerevko as a, a guy you can count on, and Sean Livingston's included in one of the better bench players, but Quinn Cook, McKinney, well, Bogut, uh, Livingston is a
0: You know, kind of, Livingston was a really good bench player when he came over the Nets the first year, but as, or at least in this series, where you really need shooting and spreading the court, that's not his game. He's a post-up, absolutely, he's a post-up slashing guard, and what's happened in this series is... You know, essentially, they're guarding Stephen Curry in, in, in the parking lot, mm-hmm. okay? They basically tell Van Fleet to deny him the ball. He's played, he's showed, you know, the amount of energy it's taken for him to get the ball and still hit the long-range shots is has been absolutely incredible. But, you know, it, it, it's going to sound really ho- strange, but he's had to work to score his 40 points <laughs> and really, really work to get the ball. They basically kind of allowed Draymond Green to go down the middle and challenged him to finish over their length, but taking away the pass from him and he'd much rather pass than finish. And to be perfectly honest, Nick Nurse has coached a brilliant series and it's it's funny he's known as an offensive innovator but really what I've seen is him coach a great defensive series. And I'm, I'm sure it helps that most people believe that, you know, Leonard or Draymond Green are the two best defensive players in the world. So having Kawhi Leonard to build your defense around, who is just an unbelievable all-around player, I think, you know, I have to admit...
1: I guess I forgot how good he was. I'm looking at their um, assistant coaches, Patrick Matumbo, Jim San, Eric Corey, none of which really stand out to me as defensive stalwarts. And and Nick Nurse does deserve all this credit, both on the offensive side of things and the defensive side of things. It's been a brilliant series for him. And it's remarkable. I know we can't do this, but just looking back, they were on the brink against Philadelphia, a bounce, and they win. Down two nothing against Milwaukee, and they win four straight. And now here they are, up three one against defending champions. It's unbelievable.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's it's there may be something to matchups. You know, no, no, there's definitely something to matchups. Yeah, they, w- w- when you really kind of think about it, is that both Milwaukee and Philadelphia are very long teams. Yeah. Okay. Whereas. And, I, you know, again, I expected, you know, Portland to be able to do that to some extent with them. and But they weren't. The length of Toronto has really bothered Golden State immensely. Really, really, really has. Um, and, you know, it's interesting you ask how, how that happens. Well, Golden State, you know, Curry's not a true point guard in terms of, the way they play. Basically, he wants splits the ball backed out to, to him. The ball moves. Yes, he pulls up better than anybody I've ever seen mm-hmm. on the fast fast break. But they don't really have a penetrating type of guard that dishes. That's that's Draymond Green. Definitely. On, uh, on, on 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 that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So if you can get them into a half court game and Durant is not on the floor, that's where they miss Durant, because when everything breaks down, Durant has the length to shoot. Now, I'd expect that Durant, I have no idea what else he'll be able to do, and I guess they are going to have to play him against Gasol or play him against Abaka, which I think Abaka is going to be a tough, tough matchup because he seems to have rejuvenated over the last few 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 games. And against I, I if I'm Toronto, I would play a Bakker in the quicker spreads because I think that would make Durant have to run a lot more than guarding Mark Casol, who's a great passer and uh, but in you know, than then doing that. But here I actually think that you could probably take Kevin Durant out of retirement and with his feathery jump shot, I still think he'll get twenty six, you know you know, type of deal. And I I think that he can just shoot over everybody, which really can change the game and potentially open things up for the for Clay and, and Curry.
1: I said to you off the air that, for me, what I would do if I was Nick Nurse and I was Raptors, go right at him. Go right at Kevin Durant. See if he can move. See what he can be on the defensive end. And you said, it's hard you to can't just do, do that. that.
0: And, I, and I think this is what the difference between, you know, I, I've been privileged to spend a lot of time around coaches to understand how coaches think and talk. So, you know, the first thing is you have to go into your locker room and coaching is leadership. You are one game away from the championship playing the way you played. You know, that's one of the problems, the difference between fans and coaches. Coaches always believe you dance with the girl that brought you. Mm -hmm. If we're good enough to do this, we're not going to change the way we're going to play. So let's think of what that means, okay? That essentially means they're not going to put yep. Durant on Kawhi Leonard, okay? Right. Who they play through, okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. So that means you're now, and that means you're going to take somebody like Serge Ibaka, who is, you know, he is an acceler- you know, an accessory player, meaning that he hits his shots, he rebounds. He blocks shots. But if you start playing through Serge Ibaka, mm-hmm. you're going to have problems. Definitely. Okay? So why would you go ahead and do that? Because that, that's what it means doing. Aren't you better off saying we're the best team in the world and we're going to play through Kawhi Leonard, okay? And we're going to make Ibaka crash the boards and we're going to make Ibaka ruin around. But I'm not going to change. You know, change isn't there I'm some doing. sort of
1: stubbornness to that though? Not exploiting the other teams weaknesses? You know,
0: I I see it like when when baseball teams shift and people don't do it. I don't see it in basketball because you want your point guard to conduct your offense. You want things. Now, in terms of picking up the pace, we're going to go quicker, you know, if we have a break, things like that. Yes, we're going to we're going to got him at half court, we're going to challenge him to drive, yes, but I'm not going to put my players in the position of playing the way they don't want to play. I want I want my ball handlers to handle the ball. I don't want my non-ball handlers to be turning the ball over. I'm going to run my offense. I may run it at a faster pace. I may push my defense out and say, you know what, I know he can shoot over everybody, you know, I want to guard him. Let him. Let him drive. You know, thing. And when Gasol's in, I may go down low a few times and 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 physically do it. But I'm going to want the ball in my ball handle. hand thing. And Golden State's not going to be stupid enough to have him guarding one of their ball handles.
1: No, the, he, you're absolutely right. They won't. And Kawhi Leonard's going to take over this game here at some point tonight. And, and we,
0: we, we, you know, you go through this in, in 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 football or in basketball or in stuff like that, and. The one thing you never want to do as a coach is outsmart yourself, Mm -hmm. okay? There's a reason Mm -hmm. why, you know, Toronto is here with Kawhi Leonard and wasn't here with the Larry-DeRozan combination. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why the finals have been the stage for LeBron James over the last few years. And, 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 And that's because... You know, when the game is close and you need a basket, you need your stars. And whether everybody in the world knows where you're going or not, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you need people who can make more shots that they're going to miss with the pressure on. And when you put people in uncomfortable roles, I mean, it's a recipe for
1: disaster. How much do you think... Is the top price paid for a pair of courtside seats tonight? on
0: I think that we underestimate the size of Toronto, which is a large metropolis. Yep. And I think there are a lot of wealthy people. So I would tend to think that Toronto, and, and this is an event. I mean, you, 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 mm-hmm. you, you're really looking at it. So I think that you're looking at 25000 Higher, Bob. 50000 Higher, Bob. 100000 Sixty seven. $67,000. i am not surprised that Toronto's trading at a, a premium. I mean, this is the, you know, I, 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 off the top of my head, um, obviously hockey, Montreal, Toronto have won, won championships, but I, I, I don't believe the Montreal Expos ever did. So this would be the first championship in Canada for basketball, mm-hmm. baseball, and obviously there's no football team. The there. the Blue Jays and clinch in clinching Toronto. No, the, the Toronto, yeah, the Blue Jays. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're okay. right. You're right. But it's been it's been that was uh, that was Mitch Williams absolutely. Mitch Williams, absolutely. Joe Carter. I, I, I'm I'm blanking. You know, 1993.
1: I mean, it's yeah. been that long. Yeah, uh, 25, 26 years uh, since a championship Joe Carter has been won in Toronto, and, and then the Canadian, even the hockey teams don't win. So so it's like. It's been a really long time coming. Yeah,
0: and, and, you know, they love the Raptors. I mean, you, you watch the game. They, they, do. They, 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 they love the Raptors, and, and um, you know, and there's a lot to like. I mean, they, they've had a hell of a playoffs. I mean, I, I thought that Milwaukee was going to be a terrible matchup for them, and they figured out a way to win that series in six. You know, Philadelphia is exceptionally talented. A Canadian
1: team has not won the Stanley Cup since 1993 as well. Montreal wow.
0: Canadiens. Wow. We, we kind of think of them as the Yankees. You think
1: so, right? They have not, a Canadian team has not won the Cup since 93.
0: And Toronto, I think, you know, was up there in, in the NHL in points, I think, this year with Austin Matthews mm-hmm. doing, you know, they, they, they have the old Detroit coach and um, that, that's, that's, just, that's just startling. I guess you have to live in Boston to win championships.
1: Pretty much. It's kind of how it works. Boston last won a championship about two months ago. So, you know, things are right in Boston. So what do you think happens tonight? I said it this morning. um, I have a really hard time picking against the Warriors tonight, figuring out a way. It's funny because the most common thing I've seen uh, on social media is either the Raptors win tonight, wrap it up, or the Warriors win in seven. And... I don't know that the Warriors can go to Toronto and win twice. I, as you said, if they get back to Toronto, all the pressure is on the Raptors. I don't know that they can do that. I think they are too good. They match up too well. Nick Nurse is coaching too good of a series for that to happen, to lose three in a row all of a sudden. All of a sudden. But I think the Raptors, I'm sorry, I think the Warriors find a way tonight. I think, you know, there's
0: a part of me that completely agrees, and this is going to sound like, sure. you know, the... the, the Buyout. But then I take a step back, okay? And yes, Durant is, is one of the best players in the world. But, you know, the eye test in matchups, it just seems that it's more, Toronto's looked like they've had the Warriors number. You know, we really expected something, you know, the, the intensity of game four started out with a tremendous amount of intensity in and it it just seemed as that game wore on that the Warriors weren't able to get good shots, and as soon as kind of their long bombs weren't Mm -hmm. falling, Toronto would pull away. And Yeah. I mean, it just seems that Toronto matches up well with this team, and I don't think they have an answer for Kawhi. I think that Kawhi... And I don't think Durant is going to change that. I, for some reason, Draymond Green, who's usually been a dominant defensive player, Kawhi's ability to, you know, he's a better defensive player off the ball because his instincts are so good. But Kawhi makes him play on the ball. And I just think that he's been able, Kawhi's been able to break them down. I don't think Durant's going to change that on the defensive side. And again, I, I think we're so used to the Warriors being the best team that if we take a step back, Toronto's really been a better team.
1: All absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, you talk about it that the Raptors have won 16 of 18 quarters or, or 14 of 16 quarters, rather. So, you know what's interesting, like,
0: and in, 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 this is another, another ridiculous thing. If I told you one team was going to win the game by 14 points, who would it be?
1: It's the Raptors, right? I never would have so, said that coming into the series. Okay, it's the Raptors. Okay,
0: now, so, so e, 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 you know, you think that w- w- what you're thinking is if it's you know 103, 103, the Warriors are going to find a way yeah. to w- w- win the thing. Okay, but if one team just kind of pulls away, just like just like the Raptors did in Game Four, you don't expect it to be the Warriors tonight, and I don't either. You know, which which makes me believe that. The smart thing to say is the Raptors, and I think they're better. You know, I, I, but what I will say is I think that in a strange way, this is a must game, and I'm not saying anything fascinating for both teams because, you know, you don't want to travel cross-country. Then you have to play game six on the road. Not that it really bothered them. They won three and four. Yeah. But if you get into a game seven, all the pressure shifts.
1: Definitely, And that's what we said. That's yeah. totally what we said. And it's amazing because you, you bring up the blowout factor. And it's like, immediately my, my thought was on oh, the Warriors, right? Because they hit 1,000 threes and they, and they blow you away. But that just has not been the case at all. At all. Well, again, because
0: Nick Nurse has controlled the pace. Outside of the third quarter of game two, obviously. Yeah, Because Nick Nurse has controlled the pace. Yes. And, 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 and here, here's, here's the one strange thing is... In the half court offense, okay? Half court offense, usually in playoff games, the team that has the best player on the court Mm -hmm. wins. And now, many people would say, well, they've got Curry and they've got Kawhi Leonard. The problem is is that Curry hits some amazing shots and he gets separation in unconventional ways but he really can't break down the defense on a regular basis, get into the lane, and dish the ball. It seems that Kawhi Leonard could either get into the lane, take his turnaround jump shot, or dish to Lowry et al. Okay? Every single time down the court. And I don't think, I don't think um, Golden State has an answer to that. Now, they'll say that Iguodala's hurt, and that's who they would be putting on. Kawhi Leonard, you know, Draymond Green. Again, you can't keep a star on him because they'll foul him out. You know, no one gets fouled more than Kawhi does. So I think that, again, we're, if I asked you who's going to be the best player on the court tonight, I think it's going to be Kawhi Leonard.
1: I don't think you can answer anything else. I do not think in your right mind you can because there's too many question marks when it comes to Golden State and the roles that they play. This has been the playoffs of Kawhi Leonard. And I expect Durant to score 26 points. I'll take you know. you know what? Let me look at his over under. Let's, let's do that. You expect him to score 26 points. I bet mean, you can get nice odds with that. Let's find out. I'm on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. The Raptors are a one-point favorite. Over-under in tonight's game is 214.5. Player props. Not on the board. Not on the board for Kevin Durant. All right. How, how many points do you think Steph scores tonight? 34. Okay, you're taking the over of 30 and a half. What about Kawhi? 32. You're taking the over of 31 and a half. One point difference there. Uh, Clay Thompson? 19. Over under is 20 and a half. You're right. You're just a bit under there. Anybody else you want to play? Abaca. Um, Abaca points you want? Yeah. All right. Can't do that one. Try again. I can do Abaka rebounds if you want.
0: Really? I think is going to get like 16. I
1: do have Abaka points. I found it. I'm sorry. you get 16 points, you said? Yeah. Over-unders, 8.5. Yeah,
0: I think is going to play a lot of minutes. That would be, you know, my best bet. That's your I, best bet. There it is. I think if Durant plays, you want the athleticism on the court, which Ibaka plays a lot sure. of minutes. So that means I would under Gasol... And over Abaca, right, yep. right right now, Aba- right, Gasol scores 37 points as playoff MVP. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, just, I just gave him the—but but that's the way I would play it. Sure. I, I mean, that, that's, I, I think that—wouldn't you do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You, may, you make Durant move. I, I, it's all my thought is tonight. You make Durant move. So that's why I think Abaca scores points
0: tonight, because I think, number one, you, you know, if you're out on the court for 30 minutes, and offensive rebounds, and he hits shots. I think that him over eight is 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 you know I've been well, I was right on the line with, with, with everything, uh, on him. Um, they probably have Siakam at sixteen.
1: They have Siakam. He's say sixteen. I say eighteen and a half. Not
0: far off. Not terrible. Okay. Now, give me another one.
1: Lowry. They
0: probably have Lowry pretty much at the same level, fifteen to sixteen. Fourteen
1: and a half. Yeah. Fourteen and a half. How about
0: Draymond? Draymond they're going to
1: have at like 14. 11 and a half. Okay. 11 and a half. He yeah. hasn't really
0: scored this series. No.
1: I also have Andre Iguodala here. Six. Eight and a half. Okay. All right. And then I got, uh, I got a couple more for you. Fred Van Fleet. Um,
0: after his last game, they're going to have him at 12.
1: 10 and a half. 10 and a half. Uh, Mark Gasol.
0: They'll probably have Gasol at about 10-11. Nine and a half. Final one is Danny Green. Um, they'll have Danny Green about
1: eight. Seven and a half. Yeah. Seven and a half. So I, I, all the points that I,
0: I think that a, a Baca high, you know, I'd really like. I wouldn't touch. But they don't have Durant. That's fascinating.
1: That will change everything. Speaking about not having Durant, speaking about not having Durant, the question will immediately turn if the series ends tonight to free agency and what happens to Durant. Last week, the Brooklyn Nets made a splash last Thursday where they traded away, um, traded away a bad contract with Alan Crabb, traded away a couple of picks to get Torian Prince, and more importantly, open up space. The biggest rumor has uh, Kyrie Irving Wanting to go to Brooklyn and potentially bringing Kevin Durant with them. Knicks fans all nervous at the moment, but Brooklyn's certainly putting themselves in the conversation. And everything you read right now is that the biggest free agent players, the two L.A. teams, the two New York teams. Well, so
0: what's really, really interesting I was thinking about, it and I, 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 I heard another person say that the Knicks have been like the dancing and star with stars type person in the NBA mm-hmm. where, where people have gone to revive their career. You know, I was trying to think of who the transcendental, trans. giant players that really transcend teams yeah. when they've had opportunities to move around. And, and now it wasn't always completely their choice. Mm-hmm. But the first mercurial star that I remember that changed teams in the NBA, that you know changed the destiny of teams, yeah. was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yep. and Lou Alcindor, who yep. I think was still the most dominant player that ever lived. Uh-huh okay, all kindness to Michael, Magic, but Milwaukee was in last place, and then they swept the championship Mm -hmm. the next year. They changed the rules because of Lou Alcindor and Jabbar, you know, a whole bunch of different ways. The skyhook was an unstoppable shot before three-pointers, and he wound up going to the Lakers. It was going to either be the Knicks or the Lakers. Mm -hmm. The one player who used to score a lot, I don't know if he was a mercurial star who went to the Knicks, was. Bob McAdoo, and I think somewhere along the line that eliminated the Knicks' chance of getting Larry Bird, but I can't remember exactly how that was linked. But it was about the same time the Knicks traded several number one picks, um, and Boston actually took him the year before he actually came out of Indiana State. It, 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 you know, they were actually had a bad bad year. Then obviously you have the whole LeBron James, where where um, where the Knicks freed all of the salary thing and LeBron had the decision. That, that was the time. When, you know, it's funny. The trades that the Knicks made at that time, they would have kept those players. They actually wound up having, they had um, the guy who had a great career at Memphis from Michigan State um, left. Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph. Okay, Um Jamal Crawford. <laughs> I mean, they 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 actually had a lot of talent in there. You know, then they had Gallinari, you know, then and 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 obviously he didn't want to come. Then they pulled the trigger on Anthony. So they don't allow him to go to 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 free agency, free agency. and you know, he never it was never a mercurial star with Denver. You know, Denver made it to one semi-conference semifinals in his whole career. So it wasn't, it wasn't there. So the Knicks have always, you know, for the image that New Yorkers have of the mecca of basketball and everybody wanting to stay in Madison Square Garden, that really has not been true in my lifetime. If actions speak louder than
1: words. Well, we've heard that forever, right? That people want to play in New York. They want to go to the Mecca. They want to bring basketball back to New York. Only Carmelo's come. That's it. That's it. I
0: mean, Amari Stoudemire came because no one else wanted to give him that type of contract because of his knees. Mm-hmm. Played well in his in his first year. In his first ten games, sure. But you know, one of the things that's really strange is Kyrie is recruiting Kevin Durant. I mean, isn't that what Kevin Durant was trying to leave? If so, I don't believe any of these things. Mm-hmm. You know, to be to be perfectly honest, I think that. The what what is what is steamrolled all these conversations is all these talking heads that try to say that they have relationships. Mm-hmm. If Kevin Durant is coming to New York, he's coming to New York because he thinks it's the best business opportunity mm-hmm. and where he wants to live. Sure, I don't think it has anything to do with Kyrie Irving. I think that's I think that's dialogue that's on ESPN and people people like that. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I just don't think... I think that, you know, he looks at himself as a corporate entity in himself, in himself and a brand, and he's going to do what's best for his brand. Absolutely. I, I can't imagine that... That This is not, for example, Kappa Sig and pledging a fraternity. I mean, I think that's stuff that people speak about. Um, now... For those people around the country, Brooklyn, where I grew up, has become the hot borough. Mm-hmm. You know, Williamsburg has probably the hottest clubs in the city, but I don't think that's transcended to Meteor and the Barclays being the it place in New York as compared to Madison Square Garden.
1: I, I don't know. I, they, they've certainly tried, right? I mean, the draft now at Barclay Center. Um, Major, major events being, God bless you. God bless you now at Barclays Center, because MSG ultimately costs too much money. I mean, I, I know it's not in, in your world, Major, but WWE holds all their events at Barclays because it's, it's cheaper. Well, it's
0: it's a big-time building. I'm not yeah. trying to say that. But, you know, uh, is, is Barclays getting 60, you know, is Barclays getting the $1,500, $2,500, no. $1,000 ticket? No. Okay, is... You know, is the front row going to be a who's who of everybody? I, I mean, I Probably think, not, no. You know, I, I just can't see Kevin Durant going to the Clippers or the Nets. I mean, going to the second-ranked franchise. I, 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 I think that there are two decisions for him to make, Golden State or New York. What in L.A.? Because and play with magic. I mean, play with um, LeBron. I just or don't or go to the Clippers. I mean, again, I just don't see the Clippers being seem like the Nets. Similar to seem like the Nets, although they play in the same building, mm-hmm. and to some degree, the Clippers have become kind of like the cool ones, the fun ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. because LA is so so pathologic. Um, You know, again, I think if he's going to come, okay, and he wants to come to his brand, I think that one of the reasons that people don't, you know, we don't realize it out west, but the teams that are least known in the NBA are Sacramento, Portland. Denver. Denver. And and, and you don't realize that their games get played at 11 o'clock at night on the East Coast, 10 o'clock at night on the East Coast. We see the Lakers so often that we don't realize that. But building a brand and being on the East Coast, I think, is advantageous.
1: Well, I think being in L.A. is equally advantageous, as LeBron will tell you. But I understand what you're saying.
0: I mean, as a whole. As a whole. As a whole, I think that, well, I think that LeBron leaving gives the East Coast a chance to brand. Durant is here. I mean, the Knicks are on everywhere, every night, Mm -hmm. and in prime time. You know, the Lakers, the West Coast games, when they're on the East Coast, start at 4 o'clock, 4.30. So I think there's a real advantage of him coming back here. Again, what bothers me is that the Knicks are always the bridesmaid. They're never the bride.
1: As we've seen over and over and over again.
0: And would you think the Nets are a real player here?
1: I do. I think, and we talked about this, I think Kyrie Irving is a net. I really do. Yeah, but again,
0: is that because some of the lust is off the rose of Kyrie?
1: No, I don't think so. Because I think that there's enough time has passed that that's all gone. Almost like Machado. And now are the Nets better with
0: D'Angelo Russell or Kyrie Irving. Why can't you have both?
1: both? Yeah,
0: they're both ball dominant. They are. And and do they still have room for Durant
1: no. in that scenario? No, but I don't think Durant goes to the Nets for the reason you're mentioning. You're gonna come to New York and go play in Brooklyn. And in his mind, like he's coming to New York for this. Kyrie's the type of guy that will go play in Brooklyn. I think.
0: Now, so now that takes us to where where the 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 talk is for Anthony Davis, they want a budding all-star, a future all-star, and draft picks. First of all, do they get it?
1: Yes. From? Well, it looked, from the sound of it, they wanted multi-teams to get involved. Not just, not just a bidding war, but like the Lakers to move their young assets to a team that could give picks or something else that the Pelicans would want. Have a multi-team deal here. Okay, but now you're only getting him for one year. Yes and no. You're not making the trade unless you're confident he resigns. Okay. So,
0: you know, Boston is the only team that you could argue has the future all-star in Jason Tatum. I mean, you you don't necessarily believe that Mitchell Robinson is a future all-star. He's a future starting center who, you know may sneak into an all-star mm-hmm. team, but you, you don't see him being a perennial all-star.
1: hmm
0: Okay? Um, the, both the Knicks and the Celtics have draft picks. The Lakers, they didn't seem to like Lonzo Ball to start with. And you really think the bidding is going to be that high? Yes. I do.
1: Okay? I do. I heard a Lonzo rumor today about the Suns, that basically the Suns want a point guard desperately to pair with Devin Booker. But because of where they wound up in the draft, it's John Morant, and then what? They can't get John Morant. So The next best point guard is not better than Lonzo Ball, theoretically. So the next best point guard is probably Darius Garland. And there's a chance that Garland falls to Phoenix at six. Or Kobe Kobe White. White. Absolutely. Is Lonzo Ball better than Darius Garland or Kobe White? Lonzo Ball would be pretty good with Devin Booker. I very much agree with you. Very much agree with you. So do you trade the sixth overall pick for Lonzo Ball? In a heartbeat. I totally agree with you. And I think the Lakers, you then have four and six to offer the Pelicans. If you give them four, six, Kuzma and Ingram, do they say no to that? Yes. Okay.
0: Because you're really only giving them four and six.
1: You giving them? If they like, Maybe they like Ingram and Kuzma. I know you don't.
0: Ingram's got blood clots. He's not tradable. Okay. Okay. You know, the NBA would not allow, um, what's his name from Miami? Um, Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch to play on Zeralta. Right. Okay. He wanted to come back and play on Blood Thinner, which Serena Williams has, you know, a congenital thrombosis situation. Alonzo
1: Mourning tried to play on on Blood Thinners, right? No, Alonzo Mourning was a very
0: interesting thing. Alonzo Mourning actually petrified. The NBA, the because he had glomerular sclerosis, okay. kidney disease, and his electrolytes were normal. And what happens sometimes with your kidneys is they have to clear potassium. And when you actually do coronary bypass, the way we stop the heart is by infusing potassium, so it stops the heart. No one ever saw a professional athlete and look at the muscle, so he generated so much potassium. He came off the courts with the nets. once he, they already knew he had kidney, and you know his kidneys were about 70 to 80 percent down, and they did actually an EKG, and he was going into basically showing signs of hyperkalemia, which could be fatal. And that's when they grounded him and transplanted him right away. They, they were surprised because when you, people walk around, they could not make their potassium go up to that level that they saw him rise to such a dangerous level.. Hmm. So that's what, that's, that's what he had. But Chris Bosh has had recurrent venous thrombosis. That's actually what Tony Gwynn, I believe, off the top of my head, passed away from. And Serena's had that as well. But she plays tennis on a low dose of anticoagulant. The NBA will not allow that. So I don't think anybody would touch Brandon Ingram with a 10-foot pole. If you, Do you think his career's over? Um, if he can't come off, Blood thinner, the answer is, yeah, I don't know what, I, I don't have enough knowledge to comment on that. If it was, for example, related to trauma and not related to a hypercoagulable state, then what you would do is just anticoagulate him for six months, and then he should be no different than you or I. If this is a random event and he has a hypercoagulable state or throws another clot, now you're getting into, can, is it safe to play? on blood thinner, and I think the NBA is really concerned that somebody at blood thinner gets an elbow to the face, they get a bleed in their brain. So I think that in a, you know, in a semi-contact sport, I, don't th- I think there will be an awful lot of liability. Now, the interesting thing is people on blood thinner do whatever the hell they want in the public spectrum. Sure. So these are the difficult points, but it's a bad look if... Somebody in an NBA game has a terrible, you know, hemorrhage.
1: So if that's the case, so I I don't think Ingram's touchable. If he is untouchable or not tradable, Lakers don't have enough.
0: I don't think they have enough. and, And Kuzma is a dime a dozen player. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. You know, again, this goes down to. What I was saying about Abaka. If you put somebody on the court for 35 minutes in the NBA, it's a good chance they're going to score 16 points because the losing team scores 104 points. Right. Mm -hmm. In today's NBA. Yeah. So somebody has to score those points. Absolutely. Okay. So you can't get carried away when Dennis Smith Jr. scores 31 points. Okay. You know, can he do it regularly with efficiency? That's a different question. So Kuzma's a dime a dozen. He's a scoring, inefficient, not a knockdown shooter. You know, obviously, if he became a knockdown shooter, he, he'd be more valuable. So throw Kuzma out the window. I mean, you, you can replace him, you know, sign somebody to replace him. So he, he, he represents no value to me. The fourth and the sixth pick, okay, is interesting. I mean, the, the going into the NBA draft, the, the player that everybody thinks has a lot of potential is the center from Texas.
1: Jared, um... Say Jared Culver, but I mean although I
0: just got rid of it. Now I'm blanking. Stevens or Bally. Uh, hold on. Jonathan Hayes. Is it,
1: what do, hold on. Texas J- Jarrett Culver. No, Jackson Hayes. Jackson, Jackson Hayes. Hayes.
0: So that's 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 the buzz player with a lot of upside. Then in that level you have Cam Redding. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from Duke, mm-hmm. you have um, you have obviously Jared Culver, mm-hmm. and you have DeAndre Hunter. Mm-hmm. So so the draft is going to go in, in, in somewhat. I think you're see, hearing some buzz that there's a chance Barrett goes second. You know, I, I don't know if that's absolutely true, but on all probability, Moran second, Barrett third. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the fall off is so high. That most people have the point guard from Vanderbilt who had an ACL injury going forth. Okay, DeAndre Hunter, who will be an NBA player for twelve years, but no one—he—he's he, not even the lead guy that Virginia goes to. I know he hit the three-point shot. Totally, you're, you're talking about an totally ax, an accessory. I agree. A, a accessory. I agree. Accessory player now. Is he on the court in crunch time? Yes, because he guards, especially if he hits the shot well. And then you have J- Jared Culver, who, honestly, I wasn't convinced he's more than a sixth or seventh man. Now, Jared Culver goes the way his jump shot goes. If he becomes a knockdown shooter, he's he, he certainly got the athleticism and he's got the length. Mm-hmm. If he can't shoot 40% from three or 38% from three, he's an NBA sub. So what is that really, really worth?
1: Probably not the fourth overall pick. Probably not the fourth overall pick.
0: Yeah, so the four and the six. I mean, I've heard about the Knicks trading, you know, their three for the Hawks' two picks. That made no sense to me at all. I mean, you know, you know the NBA is a league where, and th- th- this goes to your last answer, whoever has the best player in a trade wins the trade. You, you always know. agree with that. Okay. Always agree with that. It, it's it's kind of different in, in baseball sometimes.
1: Okay, where the only one, the only one, the only trade that I constantly think of that wasn't necessarily one. I mean, maybe it was was OKC okay in Indiana it was Paul George because they got Oladipo and Sabonis back, and that worked out okay.
0: But that's because Oladipo, before he got hurt, was way better than we've ever
1: thought. Definitely. And it's, well, Paul George was the best player in the deal, though. Yeah. I
0: mean, just, I mean
1: there's exceptions to every rule, obviously.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. You, you know, that 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 actually was was great value, you you know, and Sabonis has really developed reasonably well um as well. And I mean I guess you could say Herschel Walker for a tremendous amount of draft picks since there were no players in the trade, he had to be the best player, and that was considered one of the worst trades in history. Ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so but I'm not sure you, you know, uh, 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 what do the Celtics do if Kyrie's leaving? Do they trade Jason Tatum?
1: For what? Kyrie's gone, as, I, as we predict. So Jason
0: Tatum, J- Jalen Brown, two draft picks. Right, for, for AD. That, that's the only team that has what they want. I don't think the Celtics do that.
1: I don't think they do it either. I don't think you do it either. You don't, then you don't have enough as a team.
0: Well, you have, you have Anthony, Gordon Hayward, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, Rozier. So Rozier you
1: you got to resign Rozier. You got to resign Horford.
0: I don't know that you do that. So, I mean, that's really the deal, you know, because that is the person, you know, of all the teams that we talked about, Hayden, even though he had a rougher second, is the most likely to be an all star. Definitely. Jalen Brown has a chance to be an all star, and they certainly have a lot of draft picks. But I think their draft picks have lost some degree of value recently. You look at the Knicks offer. The Knicks offer is going to be the three. Whether the three is translated into the six and the eight, you know, because they prefer that, okay? The Knicks offer is going to be the three. Dallas's pick, Mitchell, Robinson, and Knox. Would you do
1: that? You get the three, so you get R.J. Barrett, Perez, Zion, Williamson. That's pretty good. Do you get the future All-Star in that? That's the question. What can Knox and Mitchell Robinson become? I, 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 I think... And you're
0: getting Dallas's pick, which could be valuable. Correct. Would you do it that, if you're the Knicks?
1: Huh. A lot. i do it if I know I'm getting Kevin Durant.
0: You don't know you're getting Kevin Durant. That's the problem! You have to do this by the 20th.
1: Maybe you know. Maybe you know. Is, is, are the Knicks more likely for Durant if they have Anthony Davis sitting there?
0: Well, well let's look at the B. Is, is, is Kemba Walker... So Kemba
1: Walker, I was reading something today, it's, he's going to take the money in Charlotte, ideally. they offer him the max, he's going to sign that. And it's unlikely for the Knicks, from what I've read. I thought he was going to come to New York. But if you, don't, if you get Anthony Davis, and then you don't get Durant... You have nothing. You have nothing. You don't even have any players on your team.
0: Dennis Smith, Jr. Right.
1: You have Dennis Smith, Jr. You have Alonzo Trier. You have Damian Dotson. That's your team.
0: So you're doing this. You, you, you have to do it in the next two weeks. Yeah, I do. I it. mean, I, I, do, I, I do it. You do it. Yeah. Yes. And, and, then, and the Knicks still afford two max contracts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, how could a combination in today's NBA, do you think Anthony Davis and Durant are? Now, I understand Durant can shoot the three as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. but you really need a guard in that scenario.
1: You do. But, like, is Kyrie Irving the guy you need? Probably not. Right? No. Kyrie, Anthony Davis, the only one ball. If, if that's my team. Kyrie... I, I try ADKD. to figure
0: out how to get Mike Conley on the cheap and pay him. There's no way to get on the cheap. It just
1: cost you an F-load of money.
0: Yeah, well, but you, I think you, I mean, you're a win-now team. You need a guard who can
1: distribute. And defend. Right. What about, could you, again, there's only one ball, but like does Bradley Beal interest you? No, he's,
0: Bradley Bale's a knockdown yeah. shooter that spreads the court. You, 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 you know, again, you, you would. Is Bradley Beal a spread too? Yeah, but who, who's your one?
1: Frank Milakina.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs>
0: he, he's the lead. He, 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 he. You know, again, he is. There's a place for him in the NBA, but there he'll is? never be able to shoot. Correct. He, you know, he'll be able to defend. You know, he'd be wonderful to like play like. You do what Van Fleet is doing on Steph Curry. But again, Van Fleet has hit his threes to, 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 to do that.
1: Let me transition here. I know we're running out of time because I want to get to Big Papi. I want to get to what happened to him last night. He was uh, in the Dominican Republic where he is a god, a god, as big of a star as you can possibly name the Dominican Republic. He was hanging out, drinking, partying. Guys went up to him, and we've all seen the video at this point, just shot him. Shot him right in the back. And threw his back into the abdomen. And from the last that I read, the doctors have removed his gallbladder. The shot... He's real, real lucky. He's shot the, the, it went into the liver? Yeah, but the liver... Were, the
0: problem with, the, with, with those sort of traumatic injuries is that um, if it gets... Right underneath the liver is the vena cava. And in trauma... You know, a retrohepatic injury is by far the hardest because you can't get access to stop the bleeding. So if that hit the retrohepatic, I mean, that, that's what runs right into the heart. He would have just exsanguinated. The liver itself actually would usually stop bleeding. It's the vessels right near the mm-hmm. liver. Gallbladder is, you know, no, 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 worries, no yeah. big yeah. deal. I mean, the fact that he was stable enough to go to, to surgery... Yeah, he, he he's he's really really lucky. You know, above or below, you know, a few inches, you know, et cetera. If that hit him in the the undersurface of the liver where the where the vena cava runs into the uh, the atrium, that's the hardest injury to fix to fix to fix in, in trauma. You you really is the retrocaval injury is just. He was trouble. in
1: six hours of surgery. Yesterday in the Dominican Republic. He has since been, I believe, or is in transit now from the Dominican Republic back to Boston,
0: which means he has to be completely stable, right? You know, he, he because you, you would tend to believe that they would have moved him to a tertiary center in the Dominican Republic. The Dominican Republic, you know, has well-trained doctors from here, It was interesting that they took him to a private clinic, but, Uh, again, you would tend to believe that if he needed intensive care, he either needs intensive care to the degree that that they don't feel comfortable. Um, But you wouldn't put somebody up in the air if they were completely unstable. So my my guess is that he's...
1: And it's very sad because, as you said, he's a god, essentially, in the Dominican Republic. And it makes him, at all times, as we saw, susceptible, unfortunately, Things like this. There's always somebody's going to be very, very jealous of something.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, there's no question that this is an environment, and it, it's a it, it, most of the people in the Dominican Republic. You know, I have a lot of experience down there. Just absolutely lovely. It's a very fun society. Definitely. A, a lot of nightlife in that society, and um, uh, it, it, it's a gregarious society. It's a happy society as a whole. Um, but again, it's also there's a lot of corruption, and you know, you have to. You, you don't realize that every place is not the United States, and when you have haves and you have have-nots, you can certainly be a target. And if you offend the wrong person, you know they don't necessarily sue you like here. You they take things into their own hands. So I mean, this seems, and you were talking before, like uh, you know, a paid hit. For some reason,
1: it's possible. It's possible. There's a lot of speculation. Uh, obviously, um, it's very, very sad to see that uh, a great ambassador, if nothing else, uh, of the game of baseball. Very, very, very sad news. Thoughts, of course, go uh, with David Ortiz. You know, but you
0: also see, and maybe there's a lesson to some of these players because you constantly hear about their jewelry being stolen and this being mm-hmm. stolen, and 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 you know, again, it's it's really, really hard because. They, they don't want to seem like they've abandoned where they've come from. They don't want to seem like they've changed their their roots, and they're, these are also their people where they feel most important. But maybe you know, it seems like each year in baseball, there's several stories, not this bad, but not this similar to this on a sure. regular time. Sure. And and you know, it, I, I, I I would potentially want more of my players. To potentially stay up here, and, and potentially you mainstream know, them to some extent,
1: absolutely. And he's the thing is they anymore. have
0: big investments in a lot More of. He's not a player anymore. I know, I yeah. understand, but I'm just yeah. pointing back that you know we constantly hear stories like this. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get held up at gunpoint. You know, this is you know one that comes to mind, but I think there have been a few other players, and and you got to realize, you know, number one. It, it, the affluence is kind of there's a significant amount of jewelry. The affluence is it, 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 it certainly, you know, obvious for people. And I don't want to mean say something negative like flaunted, but it there really is a have and have not society. It's not exactly like living in Greenwich where you just kind of blend in mm-hmm. against the wall.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. a few closing shots. Mark Go right ahead.
0: Stevens. What would you have done commission assessment? It's a great
1: great question, Mark Stevens, of course, the Golden State investor. They they call him a fan, then an investor, rather than part owner, which is what he is, essentially. Um, And you asked me this a while ago. I have taken some time to think about it. I don't think they got it wrong. I I, I don't. One-year ban? One-year ban from everything. The the dude invests in the team, he can't even show up to his team to watch it. Now, of course, he can still make money off of his investment. He can still sell his share...
0: Would you, would you tell him he needs, that you suggest he sells nicely and that you don't want him in your league?
1: I think that a lot of owners do a lot of really terrible things, say a lot of terrible things, from Donald Sterling being on one end of that spectrum. To, I mean, Mark Cuban hasn't always... But not on, on trying, your court. Not on the court. Oh, Donald Sterling
0: did on the court. Okay. Um, not and, and put his hands on a player.
1: It, it's, he got very much, you killed. know,
0: it, 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 it's an interesting thing. So when I started in surgery, it was okay when you were frustrated to scream in the operating room, throw instruments and things like that.
1: Okay. Was the patient out during pa- this? The patient sleeping, you know, so. but,
0: but like if a nurse handed something, the wrong instrument to a heart surgeon, it would be like a backhand against the wall. Okay. Something like that, you know, that I mean, you you've watched episodes of MASH where you've seen that. Right? I, have, I have not, but, but, it's okay. but, but now if you do that, mm-hmm. okay, if you had an outburst, and even if it was thing, you would probably be reported to the office of professional misconduct and could lose your license. Okay, so we're at a world, a type of world, you know, and the same thing in in school. Like if there was a incident, you know, you know, we have the Bobby Knight. But it, an incident right now where we saw how in Michigan State, which really was just a coach disciplining, how Izzo got in the kid's face, in the kid's face, yeah. and that, that created an uproar. You know, anything like that now, and it's a different world, would end careers in certain things. So the question is, if you put your hands on somebody, and you're a representative of the NBA. I mean, is that a career-ending thing? We used to say, we forgive, or you know, maybe you apply for reinstatement. I think in a lot of places, you know, it, it, you know, we, we, we lose sight that these are athletes, but if, it, you know, if a teacher put their hands on your kid, yeah, w- would you say that that should be a one-year sentence? No. Okay. You would say that teacher should never teach again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, if there was a fist fight in Grid tonight, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. both people would be going home.
1: Not here, probably. Probably get promoted. But But,
0: but you you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, of course. So from that standpoint, I kind of understand what LeBron James is saying. I don't disagree
1: with you. That's a really good point.
0: You know, the world has changed. You know, these guys, and, and, and what would have happened, and people have brought this up, if Lowry turned around and slugged him? He's a thug. That would have been the thought. That would have been the mantra. But, you know, again, imagine you're going into the crowd. You're in foreign territory. In the old days, people spill a beer on you. You have no idea what anyone's doing. Uh I mean, I think that, honestly, somebody who owns a team has to answer to a higher standard. And I think putting your hands on somebody, I mean, again... You always say it in the heat of battle. He's not in battle. Right. Okay? This is not you're, you're right. This is not You're right. Kawhi Leonard, you know, he gets pushed by Gasol, you know, and 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 So they're on the same team, but he gets pushed, Durant gets pushed by somebody. That's the heat of battle. This guy is a spectator. Mm-hmm. Okay? A privileged spectator. Control yourself. You know, with a Harvard education, Control yourself. I don't see a real excuse. You know, I'm much more forgiving for somebody who is in the stress of the moment where Mm -hmm. something bad is happening Mm -hmm. and potentially, you know, has tunnel vision and loses control. He's watching a basketball game. Mm -hmm. That's entertainment. I don't see that being a stressful situation for him. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel bad when somebody's in, in the workplace and... Something happens, and they overreact, and then they get penalized for the overreaction. Yep. But that's in the heat of battle. What battle is he in? The only, one, the only battle he's in is the one that's in his mind.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You made a great point, Doc. Great okay. point. Nothing to add.
0: Go. There
1: you go. So tonight, final score yep. is? Final score tonight. I said the Warriors win. I think they do. I think the Warriors win 114-107. to 107.
0: I am gonna go the Raptors one seventeen one oh two.
1: There you go. Fifteen point win for the Toronto Raptors and Abaca
0: over. Abaca over. And there's that's it, a bet of the night, says is, Doc. Abaca over, because I think they're gonna play him and you know watch he play six minutes.
1: That's his bet of the night. The pick okay. of the night. Abaca over. There you go. I'll give you the points. I'll give it to you one more time. I said Abaca points. It, the the number is Eight and a half, way over. It says Doc. He predicted sixteen, I believe. What do you think? You like that? You convince me, man. I, I'm in. <laughs> you got me. He is Dr. Mitchell Rosen. I am Greg Sussman. The next time you see us, no matter what, the NBA Finals will be over. It will be all on to the NBA Draft. Have a wonderful night. It's been a blast as always. Check out all of our other old episodes, and we will see you next week. Have a great night, everybody. Good night.